You're listening to the Football Revolution. You're listening to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Geo. We are back and have a cracker season planned. But before we do, let me introduce my teammate co-host, VIG. Welcome. Howdy. Howdy. We're back. We're back. The Izuzu Ute A-League men. How are you, mate? What's new? I hear you have some big news. Yeah, a bit of news. Um, uh, There's a little baby G on the way. February next year. Hey, there we go. The crowd's going absolutely wild. The crowd is going wild. And based on yourself and also... uh, your, your big bro, he might uh, be getting a, a few of those applauses in the future if he uh, ends up at a well, French club or somewhere over in Europe. Well, let's yeah, let's hope he gets uh, little bro's left foot. His, his, <laughs> his uncle's his uncle's left foot. So, um, mate, uh, look, that's that's probably the greatest way we can start our our show for the new year. But uh, we welcome to a new A League season on a new network, and we're back for another season, having teamed up with Dave Bozanowski and the Football Nation. Uh, radio team uh, again so you can now hear us on their platform as well as our socials Apple Podcasts Spotify you can just call VIG he, I'm happy I think you'll talk him through the show won't you it is, it is. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'll give his number his numbers uh, hang on a sec crickets ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it, it is it's a new and exciting time for, for football in the country uh, with a new broadcast deal with Paramount Plus and, and Network 10 um, as you know they've signed a, a five year deal uh, there's at least one game per week on free-to-air, which, you know, gives exposure to, to a mainstream audience, which is, you know, hopefully going to be beneficial for our game. Um, you know, I thought Paramount and Network 10 did a good job over the, over the weekend, but they've still got a bit of, you know, uh, not a long way to go, but they still need to, to get a few things right before, um, you know... Look, you know, you know. Practice, football- practice makes perfect. But let me tell you, Channel Ten getting the game has, is no news compared to the news you just gave us. So, mate, congratulations! Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, uh, mate. I'm sure the listeners are every bit as excited for yourself and Danielle as uh, as what we are. But uh, look, we we welcome back uh, to the show this season, uh, GK Chef Jared Tyson, who's currently back on a short term contract with the Victory. He'll have some delicious homegrown or foreign flavor recipes for us. We also can't wait for legendary Big O Roy O'Donovan to join the lads, unveiling his new segment plus much much more but uh what we're going to do is we're going to go considering we have gone back to our roots which was uh fnr we are going to go back to our roots and uh, each week have our revolving uh segment so our third segment each week will be a mixture of either gk chef or the new roy od or our on the ball where we learn about our new players this week it's going to be um i don't know it's a bit of a surprise do we just keep listeners waiting yeah keep them waiting yeah why, why not we, uh, we welcome the show with uh, probably no bigger star or, or someone that uh, had a breakout year last year in uh, Melbourne City's Marco Tilio. There was three derbies opening rounds, so there was Western United versus Victory. There was the Sydney derby, which uh, had a great crowd, as well as the F3 derby. So there was lots to talk about. There's lots to discuss. And uh, like I said, I think I don't know how we're going to cram it all into 45 minutes, but uh, we'll do our best as usual. We will. Ready to go. 
So let's get stuck into our Revolution Roundup. So the first game was on the Friday, uh, the opening game of the season, um, Melbourne City versus the Raw. It was won by Melbourne 2-1. Uh, I think the champions rode their luck. Um, the Brave Raw, unlucky not to have equalised through their young defender, Kai Truen. The VAR decided early on he wants to make an appearance, or she, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and, 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 and rule the roost already this early on in the season. Popped up and uh, spoiled the party. Um yeah, I thought I thought Melbourne City were a bit underwhelming to be to be honest. Um, you know, they, they've got look at the quality up front. They've got they've brought in Matt Leckie's comeback, Jamie McLaren, Soccer striker. Andy so hang on, Boo, so, so Matt Leckie replaces Noon. So pretty yeah. much like for like, considering like for Noon like. was outstanding last year, he does. It's funny to say this, he, but he does have big he, shoes to he, fill. He does. He he definitely does. And I don't think Matt Leckie is done with his career. He's he's come back. He's still got a point to prove. He's still a quality player. He's still wants to be at the World Cup next year with the Socceroos. So uh, he's, he's got big boots to fill and, and he needs a big season leading into into next year's World Cup. Okay, so before you start panic, pressing the panic button, look, it was an opening day win, wasn't their best performance. But as we said, um, you know, besides the fact that they've done a like-for-like like with Leckie and Noon, they were without Roston Griffiths, who is a big part um, of their midfield, yep. as well as uh, Piccarelli, who... Uh, or Pucarelli, the Italian who um, makes my heart sing, another Italian in the league, but uh, who's another quality acquisition. So missing those two, and then you throw in on the bench, Tilio, Atkinson and Kolarovsky. Well, you think you've got enough in reserve, don't you? When you look at that bench, like, you know, three three players who arguably were, you know, three of the best in the grand final last year. Um, Nathaniel Atkinson, not even starting. He was the Joe Marsden medalist. Um, you know, you've got Scott Galloway at right back, Jamo at left back. Um, they've, they've got squad depth. They've, they've got they've got the best squad in the league. Still well, the team to beat. Still the team to beat, without what, a doubt. What did you make of the new look Raw team? So considering you've lost uh, some some big names, you lost look Dan Zaghi leaving. I thought he was fantastic from he last was year. Fantastic, you've yes. lost uh, definitely one of the best, if not the best, keepers in the league in uh, the human force field in Jamie Young. Yep. So look, there is some changes that have happened at at the Raw. Yeah. Do you? Considering you feel unlucky that you didn't get something out of the game away to the champions, what do you expect from the Raw this think, coming week and going forward? Their spine's been, you know, without without Jamie Young there at the back and, and a few through the middle, uh, they didn't have their captain either. Um, but, you know, you've got some older heads there, Jack Hingert, Scott Neville. Um, but the young kids the young kids are really good. They're, they're fearless. Simon De, uh, Demi Cyrus, sorry, uh, up front, he, he, was, he was pretty good. He's been good in the FFA Cup. Um, I thought Nikola M- M- Mile Uznic was good when he, he's come back from overseas. He's been playing in Denmark for Randers. So, so look, thing, big things we expect from from City, obviously, and and, we, and there's a positive start for the Raw. Yeah, positive for, positives for the Raw. Uh, City, you know, they they got the job done, but um, you know, yeah. Okay, the first of our Saturday uh, treble. So it was uh, the Melbourne victory versus uh, Western United. So a Melbourne derby. Um, Portuguese youth international Miranda scored on debut, uh, giving new gaffer Popper a win over his former Socceroo teammate Aloisi, who was in first in charge of his first game for Western United. What were your thoughts on that game, Vidge? Well, uh, just a good, solid game of football. You know, first round you got two two Melbourne teams, uh, a nice little crowd down there in um, in Geelong. So it, it was good to see fans back out football games in Melbourne. You know, both Friday night was was you know fifty it was only fifty percent capacity. They could only have fifty percent, um, and then the same down in Geelong. But it was just good to have good to have fans there. I think there was over two thousand uh, travelling Melbourne Victory fans, which was great. And you just saw the passion of that club. Um, you know they think or 
they have every right to think that they are the biggest club in in the country. Um, but now their players have to go out and prove that. They they have to get back to that level again. And um, I think with a coach like Popper and the players he's brought in, uh, you know, Gary as Hamill, uh, Roderick uh, Miranda, who scored the goal, Jason Davison, um, and then, you know, Lee Broxham, uh, Chris Economides, those sort of players. They've got a, a great squad, great depth. Um, and, you know, it's, it's looking, hopefully, looking pretty good for them. And, and the A-League needs a Melbourne victory who are at the top of their game and at the top of the league challenging for titles because it makes the league better. Look, long and short, I suppose, there was a lot of, you know, lost players, you know, throughout the year, uh, throughout the off-season for both teams and a lot of good players coming in, but, uh, you know, and gaining some quality. But the main point is the Melbourne Victory coach is a winner. That's pretty much the synopsis, right, is the fact that he's done it before, he knows how to win games. Okay, he's had some some absolute shockers overseas with, yep. it, with what he's tried over in Greece as well as Turkey. But at the end of the day, as far as the A-League goes, this guy knows how to get wins. He knows how to win silverware. So, look, I think victory's in the right place. Can I hit you with this, you know, talking about, uh, you know, all the ins for the victory. So, Western United have brought in, you know, some really top quality players in, you know, Jamie Young, Wenzel Halls, Killer Kenny, um, the main thing I would probably ask is, can Wenzel and Prijodovic, is that his name, Prijodovic, replace the killer B, so Barisha? He scores a goal every two games. Can they come in and fill a legend's, uh, you know, goal-scoring Bessar Barisha is one of, the, one of the greatest goal scorers in the league. He's, he's, the, one of the, he's probably, if not the best striker that we've had in the A-League. So they're, they're big shoes to fill. Um you know, Wenzel Halls, he needs to step up. He's got the number nine jersey. Um, you know, hopefully hopefully he starts banging a few goals in and, and, and playing well. Um, and, and the new uh, Slovenian, Prilovic, uh, well, you know, time will tell. Time will tell. The other thing is I'm, I'm keen to see how Rennie Crinan um, plays alongside Dia Magic. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. I'm not sure why he was unavailable, but uh, he's still to come back into the side. So moving on to the... Wet and uh, I suppose decent, a decent crowd and and and, and a decent uh, I suppose goalless slugfest uh, with no knockout punch was the Western Sydney Wanderers and Sydney FC nil all draw. Um, Sydney starts much the same except they've added Cam Sober, but they were missing Bobo, Barbarusis, Bratton, and Zulo. So you expect that they get better. Um, Wanderers have gained proven performers like Petrados, Tom Ahmed, and Antonis to replace to replace Duke and Co. Do you panic? Uh, week one, okay. Sydney have got lots to come back, but uh, this is a must. This is a must for Robinson to deliver this year, right? He's been given oh, a it's, good squad. It's He's got rid of all the dead wood that he didn't want, so he must deliver this season. He, he must deliver by round six, round seven, because if they haven't won football matches by then, and if they're not in the top two, three, four, um, then his his job is under threat, and it and it should be, because he's had his time now. He's he's got rid of the players that he doesn't want. He's brought in players that he thinks you know his system and are going to work for him so he, he he must deliver and you know look the derby i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of having a derby of that you know the sydney derby it's it's the biggest you know apart from the, apart from the melbourne derby um i'm not a big fan of having that round one i think i think derby's you, re- you reckon of, with jitterbugs in there and your first you're a bit rusty you reckon I you're think, wasting it on an opening game i think we've wasted i think we've wasted a big opportunity and i think i think paramount and, and channel 10 have wasted a big opportunity on it because the derby needs stories. It needs, you know, it needs some sort of uh, storyline leading up to it. You know, coming up, coming off. Yeah, yeah, it's a new season. They wanted to go in with a bang, but it didn't really. I don't know. It was a slow burn. It didn't have that. You know, there was no 
there wasn't a player, you know, players out injured or, um, you know, someone's coming off hot form that scored three goals last week. You know, it just didn't have... It, didn't it, was, have it wasn't a game on it. fire. It was more something that you put your marshmallows in to it toast them, right? And you felt, know after it, 10 minutes they might be cooked. It felt a bit manufactured. It felt a bit, you know, oh, derby first round. You know, it's got to be... Yeah, the build-up was nice. You know, the Wanderers fans coming through Parramatta, that's great. But it just you didn't, love you love me, all the scenic parts, don't I you? I love Mitch? it. I love it. But it just didn't have for me. It didn't have that that real derby feel that pr- previous derbies have had in the A League. Last question on the Sydney derby. First look at Jock, uh, Jack Rodwell via the bench. I think he got about thirteen minutes plus stoppage time. What were your thoughts? Yeah, he was good. Look, he's a he's a professional. He's played at the highest level. Um, played in the Premier League, and he's come over here and he's he's made himself clear that he's not here for a holiday. So who's more surprised he's, that he's playing here at thirty years of age in the A League? Is he or us? <laughs> it's it's probably a line ball, flip, isn't flip it? Flip a coin, flip yeah. a coin. It's probably it's probably both. It's probably us and him. But in saying that, he's here now, and um, you know his missus is from here. He's probably going to start a new life here, um, and you know he wants to make the most of it, and he he wants to you know play play to his potential and and get back to the level he, that he was at. All right, a lot more to come from him, I hope. And uh, moving on to the last of the the Saturday games. So, Glory at home were only good enough to get a one-all draw against Adelaide. Adelaide decided, better the devil you know. So, rather than bringing in all these wholesale wholesale risky changes in the off-season, they've stuck with Blackwood and Isaias. Is that – I think that's pretty Isaias. close to yep. Yeah, that's good, mate. Um, game ended in a draw. Not sure if Adelaide deserved more as they were not deadly enough in front of goal. Their goal came from a push, I believe. I think Halloran pushed um, the defender out the way to be able to get in and whip in the ball, but you make your own luck. But at least they played to win. Um, but they definitely need Goodwin back if they want to start banging in the goals like they were last year. Yeah, look, like I said, there was, what a crowd out at, out at uh, Perth Glory. I think I read somewhere uh, Daniel Sturridge had conned uh, 17,000 people into watching Perth Glory. Would you have bothered? He got he got five minutes. Do you uh, think it's a, wa- a waste of time? No, I don't. I don't. What's look, he going to get out of five minutes? Oh, to ha- to ha- to ha- playing him for five minutes? Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about fans yeah. getting to see him for five minutes. Look, I'm talking about if, if you're not up to look, playing at least 15 or 20 yeah. minutes, you're not ready. Yeah, look, he's, he's obviously not, not match fit. And, you know, he's, he's come out of quarantine. Um, it's, it's difficult for him, you know. Look, to, Mitch, to if come I, in a week I'll put it to you like this: if I said fit. to you, "I'll meet you at the gym, right, and we're going to go on the treadmill for three minutes," you'd say I wouldn't waste my time. Yeah, you yeah. need to go on for at least 20, 30 yeah, minutes to I get agree, it, to get a sweat up and get and get something I out agree. of it. It was more that that you know putting him on was probably more for the fans, but we want to see Daniel Sturridge. We want to see him fit. We want to see him ready to go, and he will attract people. He, you know, they they will hopefully sell out matches at, at in Perth. Week, uh, week after week. Was there any more disappointing team? Uh, to be honest, I was really, really disappointed and probably disgusted. It, it might be a ha- too harsh a word, but uh, with Perth Glory and the fact that their formation, right, they played one up front and misses at home with Keogh sitting wide out on the left. You played Fornaroli up front by himself. You've got a lot of attacking weapons. You're at home in Perth. It's a long trip for Adelaide. I just thought it was very negative from Garcia opening game of the season to go out and say, well, we're happy not to lose. That's that's the impression I got. I yeah. thought when yeah. I look and see that many players behind the ball, Adelaide, that's why I said I, did Adelaide get what they deserve because Adelaide at least went out there and tried to play attacking attacking football with three up front They did they against did. the glory side that parked the bus behind. I, I just find that very, very negative. Look at home. That is that is negative, especially for round one. You're not, you know, you, you, you've got to go out and, and get points right from the get go. Um, so to sit back and and if that's the style of football they're going to play for the season, then you know where does a Sturridge fit into that 
system if you've only playing one up front. He might have to come in the studio with us. I think that's his. Pro- oh, that's where he's going to get his most recognition and his spare. most value, and we'll get the most out of the guy. You've got a spare seat right here. And, Mate, as uh, as and much know, as I'm a Liverpool know, fan. And, and I know a good barber as well. <laughs> right? So, And uh, look, I think just before we move on, other than the Hayfornaroli screamer. Oh, absolute rocket. And the, and the goal that was disallowed for offside, which was by the finest hair, they really didn't create a lot. And it's not surprising with the formation they played. So, look, no. I'm, I'm hoping this week that there's a lot better, I suppose, intentions from uh, Perth as well as execution. Moving on to the first of the Sunday games, we got uh, – the F3 derby, bragging rights, went to the Mariners um, with a 2-1 win away to the Jets. Uh, Jets get 70% possession, 19 shots. Does it just take uh, time with basically – they're like a new team. They're like bringing they, in a new team are. into the competition. They've got rid of everyone. I think even they got rid of the goalposts, the uh, corner flags, the grass. <laughs> I'll tell you what they didn't get rid of <laughs> up in Newcastle is the wind yes. and the rain. And the, and, and and the bad the results. But yes. The bad results stuck, unfortunately. Yeah, they did stuck. The losses the losses stuck. So but look, three well taken goals. Uh, Mariners show there is life after Stadic with a good crash and burn, considering they hardly touch the ball for long periods of the game. But uh, look, does it just come with that many changes? Does it just come with time for the Jets? I think so. I think, you know, you've got to give Arthur Pappas you gotta give him a, a month at least. Or at least you cross your mean? fingers, toes and everything for him. Yeah. Look, they're they're not gonna win the league. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll throw that one out there straight I love the this. Yeah, well, you're, they're not going to win the You're the best league. jinx ever. This is but like putting people in your win, fantasy if team. If they win the league, well, then congrats to them because, uh, look, I, I I don't think they have the So if they win the, win the league, you're happy to call your, your firstborn's middle name Geo. Is that what you're telling me? I'll call him Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fine. We can, we can run with that. That's, that's uh, good. Um, yeah, look, I think I'm with you. I, I was disappointed with what they put out and considering that the Mariners, there hasn't really been any big stage production or anything. They lost a coach who's done very well. They've lost a couple of uh, Stenisness uh, has moved over yeah. to Norway, I think, and they've, they've, they really haven't replaced. But they've still got Urania. They've got Bazanic. Uh, I thought Nisbet was great. He was, but he's not a striker, right? Isn't no, he a midfielder? No, he's, so he's, you've played him out of position. It works yeah. once, but how many times can a lightweight beat a heavyweight? Doesn't happen every week. Yeah. Look, they're, they're, the Mariners have got – they're, they're going to rely on a lot of their youth players, right? So the, all these these youth players that have played in their youth system since they were 14, 15, they're all coming through now. Uh, you saw it, you know, Jacob Farrell, great goal. What a header, by the way. So the Mariners, are, they, they're going to – they don't have the depth of, of a Sydney, a Melbourne victory, a Melbourne City. So they're going to rely on on a lot of their younger players coming through the youth system, which is great. It's good for, it's good for young footballers in Australia – you know? I think confidence-wise, it was very big for the Mariners because if you start the season on the wrong foot after losing Stadge, maybe yep. you think he's taken the magic wand and done a runner, and you know maybe it's this is where you're going to be again this year is uh, yep. at the back of back look, of the pack getting another uh, look, they're, Marley they're, spoon, but they're uh, top of the league, but they've <laughs> they've only been the Newcastle Jets. All right, so let, let's not get too carried away with let's them. Let's not start laying into let's, the Jets this early on. All right, right, sorry. All right, and moving on to the last game of the uh, the round on the Sunday. Uh, the points were shared between the Bulls and the Phoenix. So Davia facing his previous club and Hooper bagging a goal on his return to the Phoenix had to settle each for uh, one point. I think poor execution restricted the game to two goals. Other than that, it was a pretty okay spectacle considering it was a bit oh, wet look, in Sydney. They changed the pitch, what didn't they, on, the, on, on game day and a lot of other yeah, things so went against them. So look, if, if MacArthur wants to be a serious club and they want to be in the top, the top two, top three, top four, They've got to get their their act together, right? They you, you can't be moving a match from your a home match, all right, from your stadium, Campbelltown, 
moving it to Newcastle day of the or you know day before the game, whenever it was, um, you know, because the pitch isn't ready. That's this, that's amateur hour. All right, that this. I'm used, to not, the, I'm used to those leagues. I remember happening. in the Champions of Champions, they moved us to an AstroTurf yeah. pitch half an hour before the game while we're in the car well, on the maybe way. Maybe they should lay AstroTurf <laughs> out there because it's absolute cow paddock. Campbelltown was absolute cow paddock. It's disgraceful. Right? Mate, so, you, so you, you've laid in now so far. Um, I've laid into the Jets. Episode one, you've laid into the Jets and uh, the, the Bulls. Well, so, so none of them are going to talk to us all season. <laughs> no, they won't talk to you. I love them. <laughs> I think they're fantastic. So I, I've but, got nothing but bad things. But look, I, I think – the, the, what it comes down to for the Bulls is they've lost some big names, right, and and super experienced. So you've lost Milligan, you've lost Susayeta. Um, bad, bad luck for them. They've lost uh, their captain, Federici, just before the start of the season. But they've added some real star power with Devia, uh, Player of the Year last year, Craig Noon and uh, Tommy Urich. Yep. But I think their biggest challenge is going to be filling Derbyshire's shoes because last year he basically um, was a, a solo contributor in, in the in the goal scoring stakes, yep. and look, no disrespect, and he's a friend of the show. But Lockie Rose scored on the weekend, but they need it was a nice Tommy Urich leading the line, too. and hopes he can stay off the physio bench to replicate what they did last season or yeah. better it they, they because need, they he can't Urich. keep being out every three weeks and having yeah. a having a rest because he's not up to it. They, they need, need to they, find out what's wrong with his body and get him on the pitch because they didn't buy him they need to, to sit in the grandstand. Right. They need to get him right. If without without him as their focal point as their as their number nine, um, I can't see them in the top four. They need they need Juric fit. They need him firing, not not with that not with that squad. You know, with the squad they've got, you got Davia, Danny De Silva. Um, I thought Philip Curdo was great in goals coming in for, for Adam Federici, who was who's a massive loss for them. But I thought Curdo was brilliant. He's a, he's been a great find at late last at late notice he, though. Talk about late notice. That, that's you know a week out from the competition or whatever it is. You know, to get a, a goalkeeper of that quality. Um, and he, he made he made a big save in the first half. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure. Last question for you before we uh, we move on. Ufak Talay had a big job replacing Tomahamed, Devia, Devlin. Uh, plus the teams relocated again this season, so you know it's it's going to be a, another you know uh, here there and everywhere. Would he be happy with an away point? Would he be pleased? I think so, but no, no, Uf, he's he's probably not. You know, given the circumstance, they they could have won that game, um, and I think you know having Gary Hooper back up front, he'll 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 score goals if he's if he provided with the service. Um, you know, Piscopo is always dangerous, but another thing needs to keep him fit um, because you know what he's like with the with the ball at his feet, especially you know he won that penalty ball in the box. He's he's, he's nifty, he's light on his feet. Um, you know, he can get beat players, put crosses in, and he and he gets fouled a lot, so he wins penalties and, and free kicks outside the box. Uh, but I thought Borley, David Ball was was really good, um, playing in a bit of a you know a wider role um, that's not not so familiar to him. Um, but he, he was pretty good. Um, but you know, Oli Sale had a big breakout year last year, so he needs to step up again. Um, they, they do have a young a youngish backline. Uh, you know, Callan Elliott's back from from Xanthi, uh, James McGarry at left back. Look, I think both those sides. They're not going to be chasing one point each week. I think they no. both at least went for it. I just think it was, Look, you know, a combination of factors that didn't th- allow them to score. Yeah, I, I think Wellington, the way they set up, and I think every player in that team knows their role and they know their capabilities. And I think uh, Uffi's got them playing to a certain system, certain style that suits those players. So um, I'm excited by what they can do again. 
Yeah, look, I think not a bad uh, first round and uh, another big round coming up uh, this weekend. We're going to take a short break and up after the break in the player escape room, we have Melbourne City Livewire, Marco Tilio. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Up now, we welcome to the player escape room a man that couldn't have dreamed to a better end of the season last year. He turned out to be Sydney's loss, was Sydney's major gain. Please welcome to the show, Melbourne City Livewire, Marco Tilio. G'day, mate. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, I, I said to you off air too, we just want to make sure that, uh, you know, your wings fit in shots so that we could fit those in because last year you were absolutely flying. Yeah, uh, super exciting season for myself and, yeah, really happy how it all panned out. And, yeah, I guess I'm just looking forward now to this season. Mate, if we had footage of the Sydney FC boardroom, I think they would have been choking each other. It would have been a great reality show if we uh, could have got some of that footage. <laughs> Would have loved to be in a fly in the wall in that uh, that room. Oh yeah, I couldn't even tell you. Who knows, mate? So so tell us who last year. So obviously you know you, you had a lot of talent, but uh, your your opportunities at Sydney were were limited. When you went into City, who came up to you? Who took you under their wing, or who was the major person that uh, gave you some guidance to say, mate, you can play. You just need an old head to uh, to show you around. Um, I think the coach PK. Um, yeah, he was guided me throughout the whole season. Um, yeah, from the start of when I got there, pushed me to the limits I possibly didn't know I could get to. Um, and still till now, doing the same things each day. Um, and yeah, it's just been on my back ever since I've got there. And yeah, it's really turned out to be really good for myself. So I'll say PK, coach. Mate, I hope he stays on your back because last year, like I said, you're an absolute joy to watch. So I'm going to send him a message and say, stay on Tilio's back no, the no, whole year. No, on PK though. I don't think he's, he's going to like take the foot off the pedal <laughs> at all, is he? Nah, no chance. <laughs> Mate, was there a pest when you came into the setup? Was there a pest? Was there somebody there that, uh, like I said, was, was trying to do the right things by you but was getting in your way? I know this might hang be you out to dry. Be careful but here. I, I'm, I'm prepared well, to take I, the floor I, know, for it. I know who he's going to say anyway. Uh, as a player? A player? Yeah, look, I, I always hear Curtis Good loves to hide shoes and do things and sit you up. <laughs> so uh, I, that's, that's where I was probably heading. But, mate, there's, there's plenty of heading, players there. I was heading towards a skipper, mate. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, I'd say Kurt. Jamo, even Nadiaka, Nathaniel, he gets yeah, he gets around it as well. Yeah, it's a few boys, a few clowns in the changes. Very good. Um, so, how's preseason been so far? You know, what, what's City's ambitions again this year? They looking to do the double again, FFA Cup. You had a good win the other the other day. So, um, you know, where do you yeah, go from there? Yeah, same thing. I think this season, um, yeah, we've got the same goals just to take each day as they come, each game as they come, and you see where we end up in the end, I guess. Um, yeah, it's been a long preseason this year, same as last year. Um, it just finally happens to be this week that we're finally getting out there on the pitch at Amy Park, so really looking forward to that. How was um, the experience of the Olympics, mate? So obviously uh, delayed and then all of a sudden you've had this whirlwind year and then before you realise it, right, you're, you're representing your country at the Olympics, so your head's probably still spinning. But uh, tell us a little bit about that and I, and I can imagine you, you, your family must have been immensely proud. Yeah, for sure, they were. Um, even for myself, had my mum peppering me all year saying, like, you're going to go to the Olympics <laughs> and I just kept denying and telling her no. Um, I'm just focusing on what I'm doing now and then when an opportunity come across and was being caught up, it was, yeah, it was an incredible feeling and, yeah, to go over there and supposedly done what we had done, um, made it even better. It was one of those experiences that you, I guess, once we hit quarantine after, afterwards, you actually realise that you were at the Olympics. So, um, yeah, it's something that will stay 
in my heart for the rest of my life. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to hopefully qualifying for the next Olympics. All right. So uh, in, in saying that, w- w- at the start of the season, was it your in the back of your mind to go to the Olympics? Was it one of your goals or did that sort of grow as the season went on? Were you, did you start to think about it more and more? Did you think, you know, maybe I'm a chance here? To be honest, yeah, from the start of the season, not really. But then back end of the season, it was talks around it, around the change room um, as there was a few boys in our team um, in contention. And I really didn't even think about it, to be honest. I was just more focused on having my position in this team at Melbourne. And yeah, whatever happened after that, um, supposedly it's out of my hands. So I just worried about myself and performing. And yeah, I guess in the end, I was fortunate enough to be caught up. But yeah, it wasn't something that was on my mind throughout the season. Mate, if there's any ever stage you're unsure about your ability or how well you're going, just give me a call. Mate, I, 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 call, I called it halfway through the year. I said to Roston Griffiths, you guys will win, win the silverware for fun this year. Uh, he said, look, time will tell. I knew this already. I wish I'd walked down to the TAB with all my money and thrown it on City because I would have been very wealthy now and you wouldn't be talking to me now. So, mate, like I said, it was, uh, it was fantastic what you guys achieved last year. I think, you know, the big thing for you is City's always had quality players, but sometimes it's not a unit. And I think last year you had that quality mixed with a, a team environment and it looked like, you know, it was a really strong team field there. So I think that was probably the secret to you guys getting, you know, all the success you had last year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we've got such a tight group and immense culture that was building at the club. And yeah, hopefully we just kick on from last season, brought some new guys in, uh, Lecky and Pucciarelli. Um, they're quality players. So we're just excited just to keep building on what we've started to create at the club. Us too. You bring in an Italian, which is exciting for me. You bring in a, a Socceroo star, so that's even more exciting. But uh, just before we get stuck into a couple of games, we like to play with our guests. Bit of advice for you, mate. Don't sign overseas yet. If I haven't realised by now, it's not as Kentucky too, all right? You wait until you're going good. Wait until a club, the right club comes for you. So if they come knocking, just send them my way. I'm more than happy to, uh, to take all the calls. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, mate. So, look, we're going to get stuck into two games that we like to play. So, the first one is a, is a new one this year. So, we're going to we're going to test it out on you, and then maybe get some feedback later and see if it worked or not. <laughs> but uh, the first one is called Lock, Stock, and Three Smoking Balls. So, it's a play on words of a uh, a previous movie. So, uh, I'll hand over to you, Joshy, if you want to fire these three questions away at uh, at Marco. Yeah, let's go for it. It's three easy questions, nice, nice, and, nice and simple. Uh, first one: If you could sign one player from the A League, who would it be? From another club. Sign one player. Um, yeah, who, who would you like to play alongside? Or is there someone there that uh, you, you, you're not a big fan of? You can maybe boot him a few times at training or, you know, <laughs> le- leave him in the car park or something. Uh, one player probably, I'd say Milos Ninkovic. Um, I'd love to yeah, just play alongside him. I did train with him for quite a while while I was at Sydney. But, yep. yeah, just have been in the squad with him beyond unreal. Not a bad, not a bad player. Oh, to have. Yeah, ab- absolute quality, and I think he, you know, a sign of a good player is someone that makes the players around him look better, and he, he definitely ticks that box, and probably a million others. Yeah, for right. sure. Next one up. If you could change one FIFA rule, what would it be? One FIFA rule. Look, when you're out in the pitch, you're probably running around going, you know, we just play the game and get paid. But uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Mine is the way that they uh, they know it's offside. They keep letting you play for another five minutes. You hit a pigeon, and then all of a sudden they go, "No, mate! Five minutes ago you were offside. So come back here, and, and, we'll, and we'll call it offside." If you see it offside, don't you just call it? Yeah, yeah, I'd say the same thing. Yeah, just call it straight away. It saves us running fifty meters back, especially for the defenders. They find it a pain in the ass, I'm assuming. So, how are you finding the VAR? 
I don't mind it um, as long as it ticks over a reasonable amount of time that the decision's made. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It comes in handy. Look, we'll come and ask you at the end of the year if it's cost you 10 goals in the golden boot. All right, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how well you're going. See <laughs> how much you enjoy it then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, la- last one. Um, if a genie granted you one wish, what would it be? Probably be a bit taller. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't say the Olympics, you can't say winning the championship, so they're all ticked off, but a little bit taller. So, look, mate, I, you, no one's perfect. Of course. You know, like I thought I was, and yeah. then I had to work with Josh, so I thought maybe <laughs> maybe that's why they've, they've done that to me. So uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I think you've passed with flying colours. But, uh, mate, we'd like to move on to our second our second game, which uh, you're going to be our guinea pig again on. So, um I'm a Spurs, big Spurs fan, so all I've heard lately is uh, oh, Nuno, oh, Nuno, referring to our coach that was sacked. But uh, you have a, a superstar in your team and in the league, Nuno Reyes. So we've got a, a game we call Nuno instead of Uno. So same sort of rules. We'll have seven questions for you, the same as Uno has seven cards. When you get to number six, you must call out Nuno. If you don't, you have to answer two more questions. We're going to time it and see how quick it takes you to uh, answer these questions. And then uh, you will see how you stack up against uh, some of the other A-League stars throughout the year. So uh, are you ready to roll? Yeah, I think so. I think I've got all that. They're really simple. They're just two two options. So you're going to get two options. You just have to pick one or the other for each of the seven questions. And when you get to question number six, you just have to call out Nuno, answer question seven, and we're done and dusted. Done. Okay. All right. So your first one, snow or sand? Sand. Home cooking or Uber Eats? Home cooking. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Follow your head or heart? Head. Comedy or action movies? Comedy. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Nuno. Oh, look at this guy, mate. That's why he's on on the ball. Uh, Flat white or long black? Flat white. All right. 32 seconds, 30. What a performance. Mate, very, very impressive. And look, we're not going to grill you too hard, but uh, like I said, a few of these we kind of guessed on you, but uh, it's – like I said, I'm, I'm happy that uh, you're staying away from the wrong answers and, and probably gravitating more towards the right ones. But, uh, <laughs> mate, like I said, you've sent a, a really good benchmark for, I suppose, the rest of the field. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I, 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 there was plenty more we could have asked. Oh, we've got a few more. Do you, do you want to throw them out there? Or? Yeah, look, we'll just start. Look, this has nothing to do with uh, time. This is just because we enjoy chatting to you, Marco. All right. Ferrari, yeah, or, <laughs> Ferrari or Lamborghini? Hard one, probably Ferrari. I, I, thought, I, said, I was going to say both. I was anyway. say, no, he, was, he was saying I've got both. Double car garage has got one of each. Uh, beef or chicken? Chicken. Heavy metal or R&B? R&B. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, Adidas or Nike? Nike. I was going to say, if you pick the wrong one, you could be playing with no, no shoes on for the rest of the week. <laughs> when he's got his flip-flops or his thongs on, we're going to be saying, oh, we shouldn't have asked him that question, should we? <laughs> so, mate, what, if you're saying R&B, what do you listen to? Oh, I had a few things, yeah, just Tory Lanez, Chris Brown, all those kinds of artists. Um, I don't really have particular, just whatever, put a playlist on, put on a shuffle. Do they let you get on the, uh, on the decks in the change room or t- still too young uh, for yeah. that? Probably could, but I'd probably stay away. I try to stay away. The boots usually. <laughs> Who, who's on, on the on decks? The, who's on the decks in the change room? It was Benny Garuccio last year, um, but I think Andy Naboot's taken the reins this year. So, so it could be anything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, mate. Well, uh, look, we, we really appreciate I know you're a very busy man with the season kicking off, but uh, there's plenty of people trying to get a, a piece of uh, Marco Tilio. But fortunately, uh, at the Football Revolution, we were lucky enough to grab you for a few minutes and uh, play our uh, Nuno as well as our uh, Lock, Stock and Three Smoking Goals. But, uh, mate, look, we wish you all the best again this season. Uh, like I said last year, you were an absolute pleasure to watch. And, look, like I said, I don't know how high you can set the bar this year, but <laughs> anything even close would be a, a fantastic season, not only for yourself and uh, and for City, but uh, like I said, I think you'd be doing your family immensely proud no matter what you're doing. So once again, mate, we thank you very much for your time and we'd love to touch base with you later in the year and tell you either you were right or wrong about the VAR and also tell you how your, your 32 minute, uh, thirty-two seconds, 30 seconds is, is uh, stacked up against uh, the rest of the A-League stars. But once again, thank you so much and we wish you all the best. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All the best, mate. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Listening cool. to the Football Revolution. That was fantastic chatting with uh, Melbourne City superstar Mark Otilio. He proves that he's every bit as quality off the pitch as he on is on the pitch, and we uh, we wish him the best uh, for the rest of the season. Up now, we welcome back an old favourite, a goodie but an oldie, which is our uh, TFR A League Fantasy Talk. Uh, we've decided that we would tell you who our teams are. And uh, I suppose a little disclaimer would be that we have a $3 million salary cap. So, okay, you may be thinking there's some players there that don't deserve to be in the team, but you can't pick uh, 14 DeVeers. You've got to pick <laughs> a mixture of players who are value, and sometimes players turn out to be, uh, you know, a sometimes hidden gem. Sometimes you find little gems, don't you? You do. You find them every year. So do you want to fire away with your your team and who you selected before the weekend's round kicked off, Vidge? Yeah, sure. So my two goalkeepers I've gone for are Tom Glover, Melbourne City, and Philip Curto from MacArthur. Yeah, great find. So I thought Curto's, Curto's good value, right? And he, he was good on the weekend as well. Your defence? Uh, my defence, uh, Nathaniel Atkinson, Jason Davison, Reese Williams, Callan Elliott, and Ben Garuccio. So you're loving a lot of those clean sheets on the weekend? I am. So while am. people are, while, while oh, it's a bit I've boring watching my, a derby, a Sydney derby, nil-nil, it's yeah. great for fantasy. So my, my theory <laughs> is, you know, you get, you get one or two maybe centre-backs that are you know, hopefully going to keep clean sheets. And then I like to go the more attacking, you know, right back and left back. So Atkinson, Davidson, Garuccio, uh, Cullen Elliott, hopefully getting forward, providing assists. That's that's my theory behind it. I'm, I'm just going to hang any decorations off the bottom of the tree and spend all my money at the angel at the top and all hey, the other ones. Yeah, the front, the front half right. of the pitch you is where I'm going. Top half. All right, look, <laughs> look, being a defender myself, I appreciate uh, the value of a def- having a def- good defender in the team. So I do too, but uh, when you don't get over halfway more than twice a season, your chances <laughs> of scoring goals are highly unlikely. But uh, So right. was that all your defenders? That's, that's all my defenders. Yep. I've got a midfield of uh, Stefan Mork, Steven Ugarkovic, Max Burgess, and then uh, the two on the bench were Luca Perso and Jez Lofthouse. Okay, nice. So maybe, maybe, nice a few, mix maybe, maybe a few gems there. Maybe a few gems there. And then up top, look, I've gone with... I've gone with the big guns in uh, J-Mac, Jamie McLaren, and uh, uh, Alfie, Adam LaFondra, and then uh, Mohamed Toure as well. Okay. So how many points did you end up with for, for the week? Round one, I think I ended up with 71 points. 71. So not, not too bad. Not a, not a bad start. Not um, a bad start, but uh, switching over to my team. So I had... Uh, Similar to you, I had Tom Glover in goals uh, after the season he had last year with the uh, champions. I also threw in Tom Howard Bell because I thought he was fantastic uh, last season while filling in for uh, Redbeard. Yep. In defence, uh, I went with Jason Davidson, uh, Nuno Reyes, 
uh, maybe simply besides his quality, but because also we have a segment called Nuno. Nuno. So that's that. Friend of the show, Jordan Elsey, which has nothing to do with it. He's been a fantastic player in the A-League and a, a great signing for the Jets. And the two that I had on the bench this week were James Donahue, who we welcomed back to the A-League, I believe. Or was he playing with Victory last year? Not sure. I thought he, he might have gone overseas brief for a brief he, stint. He did, and then he came back. He might have had a yep. Katiki tour, and then he decided, he I'll come back and play in Australia. And the other one was Ivan Vujica. Is that uh, from Western United? Yep. Midfield is where I've gone for a little bit of bling. So I've put in the player of last year's season, Davia. I've gone for Stefan Mork because every time he turned sideways last week, there was a ball um, on the score sheet next to his name. <laughs> I don't know. There was. He probably tripled. He had a hot start to the season last year, didn't he? Yeah, he tripled his, his, his career his, goals his value, last year. His yeah. value went right up. But then he was injured for, for a while. So hopefully he stays fit because look I've got him in my team as well. Look, he's, he's a goal scorer from midfield. He's hoping that Wikipedia, right, went went blank and then they started from last year. He would look like the world's greatest player. He would have scored like hey, I'm telling you, it's his, a goal it's a game. his journal. He's been run down every time before <laughs> he goes out to play. I will score today. I've and also, he does it. <laughs> true. I've also gone for Samuel Silvera, who's come back after an unsuccessful stint overseas to join the other half of the F3 derby with the Jets. And I've gone for Marco Rojas because I believe he's a great player. And last year, he can't go any worse than he did last year. And under Popper, maybe we get some of his best form I, back. I hope I hope we get Rojas back. Peak Rojas in the A-League was, you know, unbelievable. And my on the bench, I had Daniel Steins from Perth Glory. Uh like I said, I thought he had a fair game on the weekend, but if I'd known they were going to play the formation where everyone was standing behind their goals, I probably wouldn't have gone for a midfielder who's not going to get out of <laughs> no his box. Glory who's not going to go over his box. No glory yeah, get over his box. If I'd put anyone in uh, up front with the glory now, I'd be absolutely a shattered man. And the front three I've gone for Jamie McLaren, Marco Tilio. Uh, like, I can't believe how cheap he is after the season he had last year. Yeah. Maybe, uh, like I said, he just sneaked through. And uh, Tom Hammond, who's made his way from the Phoenix across to uh, Western Sydney Sydney Wanderers. I didn't have as great a week as you, but considering uh, in the past I've never, ever been any good at this, I ended ended up with 63. But uh, we will be rotating these segments uh, throughout the year. So It's a slow burn. Let's see how we go up. It is a slow burn, but like I said, the first week we wanted to introduce our teams, but uh, going forward we'll just give you a bit of a snapshot when we are rotating our different segments just to give you an update each week at the end of the show of uh, how we're going and just let you know if uh, Josh is still kicking my butt. Absolutely. But it's always hard at the start of the season because you don't know what formation teams are going to play, uh, you know, who's been hot in preseason, which players the coach likes, there's the new coaches. So um, it'll it'll take us a bit to get out a a feel for it as well. We're running out of time before we get to our clinical finish. Um, So just tell us, name of two players. And and like I said, if you haven't made the changes already, it's just maybe just a, I suppose, crystal ball here. What two players are you looking at uh, bringing in this week or more? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make too many changes, but... um, Look, Nathaniel Atkinson didn't start, so I don't know if, you know, PK is going to be using him more as an attacking player, so maybe he's good to have, you know, he might come on and, and jag a goal late in the game, um, we'll, we'll see what happens there, um, and also Max Burgess, I think he's going to be on a bit of rotation with Ninkovic, so I think he's going to get a lot of a game time, and I, I think, you know, by halfway through the season, he'll, he'll be a, a starting player week in, week out. We know how good he was when he was at uh, Wellington and and at Western United. Um, and I, I think he's a quality player. So, you know, do I get rid of him now or do I just k- stick with him and keep, keep him in there for a couple of weeks? Look, it's probably key to note here too that unlike some fantasies where you get uh, one trade a week and then it carries over to a maximum of two if you haven't used it the previous week, in this A-League fantasy you only get 34 trades 
for the whole season. Whole season. So you can use 10 in one week if you want, trade your whole team out and do a Newcastle Jets, or you can sit and stave, save them like the Christmas Grinch for later on in the year. I think that uh, nobody's really had a chance to show what they're capable of round one, and I don't want to get rid of someone and find out that uh, they have a cracker week two, and I, I, I kind of cashed in my chips before I uh, had a fair look. So I think I'm probably going to give it another week. Yep. But uh, let's move on to our clinical finish, which is our close of the show. So... We'll quickly chat about uh, upcoming fixtures this week that we uh, we think are, are probably a, a good watch. But uh, before we do that, I'd like to just bring in one quick award that we give each week now at the end of the show in our clinical finish. And this is based on uh, UVIG, which is our weekly Tom Ahmed Award. So most weeks last year with you having a, a wedding uh, nearly every other week, you'd come in and we thought you looked a little bit Tom Ahmed. So uh, we've decided to do a Tom Ahmed Award for, I'm for, honored. The, for, I'm honored. for the week. Now, if someone is silly enough to turn up to a game or training drunk well then they can get the award that we've based on you but other than that we're going to be looking at okay if somebody copped a ball or, in the face or if you're Usman Dembele and just don't <laughs> rock up the training at all yeah or if right. somebody somebody hit a cracker goal or somebody did something so this week there's two nominations which I'm going to let you uh, decide the winner the first one being the hey Fornaroli hammer time his uh, long range drive which uh, gave the glory an opening uh, point at home or uh, young Farrell from the Mariners boom boom shake the room when he came in and smashed his header into the back of the net I think it uh, it ripped through the net in through the fence and uh, and carried out onto the road I think it did I think it's on the F3 um, oh, look Fornaroli's done that before we've seen him do it but the flying Farrell he's come out of nowhere and uh, I think it fits perfectly with the uh, Toma Hamed award so I'm giving it to him so congratulations to him so uh, look Looking at the games this week, I suppose that uh, you've got an opportunity for uh, the Mariners, uh, Victory and City to make it two from two. The others will be fighting to bank their first three points, but I think the game of the round, in my opinion, is the Sydney FC versus the Bulls. Who do you like in that one? Yeah, look, uh, you know, this is a big chance for MacArthur to show who they are as a club, Um, and it's a big test for them. You know, Sydney FC, uh, you know, always been up there with the benchmark, you know, for, for the past five seasons. So uh, if MacArthur want to show us that they're the real, real deal, then they have to put in a good performance, um, especially come off the draw last weekend. So it's, it's going like, to be cra- it's going to be a cracking game, actually. I, I think it'll be really good. I think, you know, like I said, Sydney aren't going to take any time to settle as long as they get a few of those big names back that I mentioned that were out earlier this week because they're pretty much the yeah. same as they've been the last few years. So there's consistency there. But the Bulls have brought in some big names, but they're going to have to gel quickly. You've, you've only got one point so far. You don't want to be going one point after uh, two games. So it will be very interesting. But, uh, look, we thank once again uh, Marco Tilio for being on the show and we'll check in with him again later in the year. Uh, like I said, uh, we will have some uh, rev- revolving segments throughout the year. So we'll be having uh, Jared, GK Chef Jared Tyson, Big Roy O on, as well as uh, hopefully a few other guests. But uh, we thank you very much for listening for the show. Like we said, check out our socials. Check us out on uh, FNR, Football Nation Radio's platforms, or check out us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or pretty much every other uh, sort of platform you can think of. But uh, thank you once again. And as we say, until next week, rise up and join the football revolution.